this is Franca, and here's a new intro for your show. And no, it's not a chainsaw. Hi, and welcome to Adventure Heroes. This is episode 27. I'm Adventure Chuck. And I'm Adventure Todd. We're going to be talking about adventure. Adventure. And stuff. Okay, that wasn't so clever. Hi, welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 28. And I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. Uh, let's just do it. Okay. And let's talk about the intro. The intro, yes. The intro from our very own Franca. Yeah. Well, Franca's very own Franca, but she she loans her to us periodically. <laughs> that was weird. That I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced that was a bike. I'm not convinced that was the bike she said she had before. That sounded suspiciously like something about four cylinders and a thousand cc to me. Like maybe, maybe Franca was hmm. finally roped in. <laughs> the guys at BMW near her who have been rubbing their hands together all this time. <laughs> Here she comes again. Yeah, I bet she was. She sounds like a fixture at the BMW. <laughs> they see her coming and they start looking at the boat catalog. <laughs> okay, first up this week. Hot Buell News Update. <laughs> yeah, it's not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> Maybe. The news is it runs. Uh, they're saying it was a clogged fuel filter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be consistent with the exploding noises because then you're getting... <laughs> the exploding noises. Well, you're getting an afterfire. And if you're getting yeah. an afterfire, it means some gas isn't getting burned. And so it's going into the pipe until enough gas collects that it actually will explode. And then, you know, every like 10 revolutions, it goes BAM! Yep, yep, yep. And it sounds like I'm being shot at. Well, you know, I should probably come clean on that. I was actually shooting at you. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, over my shoulder looking at the rear view. Fortunately, you're cross-eyed and... You know. I can't shoot very well. No, you know. no. Yeah. I've played video games with you. I already know this. <laughs> yeah, so I'm picking it up Thursday. It's, uh, that's the only time I can get out of work <laughs> to Man. go get it. I'm leery to take it on any long trips that involve other people until I do a couple myself. A couple, couple shakedown runs. Yeah. Well, you know, if it's going to do something stupid, it should do it, you know. Fairly soon. Yeah, I hope. Well, the, the only thing I can think of that builds up over time is shit like the fuel filter. The, I know the gas in southern Utah is bad because I had to do the filter bypass on the Strom. Mm-hmm. That involved mm-hmm. a drill. So <laughs> <laughs> we have crap gas in Utah. If you're ever in Utah, be prepared for crap gas. Buy premium. I, I don't think the premium helps. I think there's just a lot of mung in yeah. the gas tanks. But yeah, I'll get back and you know I'll ride it a bit and we'll see. Oh, my, my big winter project since we're getting snow here now you, you you might have noticed it i don't know yeah yeah go on well i'm gonna be my big winter project for the buell is i'm gonna rip open the transmission again 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 i know how to do it now that's true you should be pretty good at it and i'm gonna swap out for a lower gearing so i'll have like oh, a cool. more usable first a gear crawly gear yeah definitely i think about that sometimes on the strom i'm uh Leary only because I've been lazy and haven't bothered. My, yeah, my fifth gear will, you know, I'll lose some of that. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I hear it's not as bad with, from mm-hmm. the other Yuli owners. Okay. And I've been I've been riding it around in fourth gear to get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. Okay. If I do some more adventure riding of some sort, they, you know, I'll have a more I'm usable. I'm coming to get you this time. If the Buell dies off the road again, <laughs> I'm going to come out. But I'm going to come out with gas and a lighter. <laughs> And it was never seen or heard from again. Yeah. It was having such a good year, too. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what you should consider? You should consider, I think, replacing it. You know what I think you should replace it with, though? I'm thinking what you need is you need a bike that really says who you are. I think you need a bike that says you bleed black and silver, whatever that means. I, I think you have a bike in mind for me. I have exactly the bike in mind. This one was sent to us by Charlie, one of our excellent classifieds of the week. Holy crap. So... Oaktown Raiders, CBR, 929 R, 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 R,
well, it's going to attract the other Raiders fans, and if you know it's good for you, you'll be a Raider fan mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're surrounded by yeah. them. Hey, you like the Raiders? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let the age of the bike fool you. It will keep up with anything on the street. Except for newer CBRs <laughs> and other newer sport bikes. <laughs> Don't be scared to make an offer. I would be willing to trade for an Impala. <laughs> Chevelle or a Cutlass. Uh, but I don't want a full project. This will go fast yeah. at eighty-five grand. Now, I will say, in fairness, the paint is pretty ridiculously awesome. As such things go, Raider Nation. Yeah, if you if you like the Raiders, you will probably like this paint job an awful lot. I don't think that's an official Raiders logo. I think you're probably right. I think the NFL is going to sue the pants off of this dude. <laughs> that's why he's selling it. <laughs> the NFL is right behind him, and he's second now. NFL lawyers drop out of the trees. If I'm going to critique this bike, mm-hmm. there's not enough paint. I think you're probably right, actually. It's kind of like painted on the tank and like on the tail, like the stuff that only – Just the top part of it. You can see. Tank. Yeah. If you're like, you know, well, actually, you know what? If it was sitting as opposed to being ridden, it would be quite visible. But, uh, yeah, it's not enough paint. You know what? This, this is, is- – this is not sufficiently Raidery. This is not Raider Nation enough. No. Sir, I revoke your passport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. This, no. this isn't the next. Okay. No. I have another option for you. Okay. Something adventure because you got to replace the Ulysses, which is quite adventure. Right. Okay. I need adventure. Adventure. Mm-hmm. Need adventure. It would be nice to have something that doesn't fall over quite so much. What are you trying to say? Uh, nothing. I'm just saying, you know. I'm not the one that fell over. It, it's true. Hi, Claire. This time. <laughs> I'd even fall over in the sand and you were taping. <laughs> That's true. But you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking something something with extra stability, something with extra safety, something like an adventure segue. What the hell? This is a 2009 X2 Segway with adventure package. Adventure Segway. They made an adventure package? I Is this a thing? This is a thing. And it's got uh, less than 5 original miles. Oh god, which is, you, you know what represents that represents many hours on a Segway. You know what that is? What is it? That's the Segway. Mall cops ride around them. What? Mall cops. Oh, they have. It's like the tough-looking Segway. Yeah. This is the the hardcore Segway. That's the rent-a-cop Segway. Oh, okay. Well, I... with the big tires and the, and the little rest pack and mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah. That's that's Gear. a that's a cop Segway. Okay. Well, not, not a real cop Segway. That's a rent-a-cop Segway. <laughs> Your kids quit running around. <laughs> I'm calling Central. <laughs> Don't you shake that machine. I'm calling your parents. <laughs> You're banned from the mall for a week. <laughs> Get out of food court. <laughs> Adventure Segway. Adventure Segway. It's, you, uh, you ever been on a Segway? No. No. I want to. I, it seems like it'd be terrifying. That's never stopped me from doing Good point. There's a fairly nice-looking bike in the background, actually. (laughs) We should write to him and be like, can I buy the bike? The bike looks nicer than the Segway. Uh, How much does he want? $4,800, huh? $4,800. No joyrides. No joyrides. (laughs) Good good catch, dude. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) He's on to us. We've been foiled. (laughs) You win this time, Nathan. Less than five original miles. How long does it take you to go five miles on a Segway? Two and a half hours? <laughs> you kids, how many laps around the mall is five miles? <laughs> Depends on the mall, I guess. Yeah. I think I've only ever seen one person ever actually riding a Segway in my life. Really? There's you... someone in my neighborhood with one. Really? I see him all the time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like a regular Segway, not an adventure. Either. Not an adventure Segway, in which but case yeah, you, you just... see him going through your yard and over the fence and <laughs> through the stream and... and... What, why do I picture – I hear the Ferris Bueller theme happening while this is going on. <laughs> I'm just imagining fording a stream on a Segway. Oh, God. We need to make that short film. We, we just refilm that whole end of Ferris Bueller except he's on a Segway instead of running through backyards. He's mm-hmm. just Segwaying through them. Yep. And then he can like reverse back to the girls. Hey. Hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Wheel Nerds Short Films present. <laughs> so not for you, though? Uh, no. Okay. I tried. I did what I could. Moving on, we've got a, a video sent in from Ryan. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno showing us what a douchebag he is with a gazillion motorcycles mm-hmm. in his garage. Jerk. Asshole. Uh, more importantly, he's got a guy from Arai. Helmet. Yeah, it's talking Good. about helmets. So I, this video was, and you can watch it on the site. Uh, we won't We won't give you a blow-by-blow. Blow. You said blow. <laughs> The key thing here I kind of liked here was that the guy from Mariah was saying, basically, if your helmet falls on the ground, it doesn't have a head in it, adding weight. So it's 
probably pretty harmless. I guess the key th- key takeaway I saw from this is dropping it off the seat of the bike is not that big a deal. Right. Which, you know, it, it passes the sniff test. You, you know, F equals MA, and there's not that much M, so the F isn't going to be very high. We never pass the sniff test. Ever. <laughs> so, Claire, next time you don't get to hassle me about where I put my helmet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you could just shut the hell up. But I'm going to hang it off the bar. Th- this one sprang to my mind, though, because you had that. You recently discovered you were wearing them way big. Yeah. Big the, the, uh, the, the modular helmet I had was uh, far too big for mm. my head. And, you know, I didn't have anyone helping me with sizing on it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, the, this one's comfy. Ah, yeah, blonk. The strap will keep it on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. I might steal that helmet from you. <laughs> <laughs> Does it fit your head better? Yeah, I got a bigger head than no. you. Well, you do have a big head. It's all true. But, yeah, so check out this video. It's kind of cool. The one thing I do want to complain I do have is the guy from Orion never actually says, and this is how you actually fit a helmet. Yeah, he kind of implies you measure the, There's the something circumference of your skull, on. and that's supposed to fit into the cap. Yeah, and, and um, you change out the rest or something. Yeah, you change out the pads. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing about the cheek pads is what I found really interesting because mm. that's something no one ever really pushes is, you know, changing out your cheek pads when you're, you're buying a helmet. It's yeah. always like, here, it's all in one. Here's a helmet. Dude. Buy it. Give us some money. Fuck off. Right, right. I mean, I guess that's why Arise costs more is because he's like, look, you can mix and match and do this. And it'll fit your head perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have a, we have another exciting guest for the week. We're, another exciting guest, which which I have to say, I, I at first I was like, really? We're going to interview somebody who makes geeky suits? And now my mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that makes geeky chucks. <laughs> no, but then I, I started I started kind of looking at the... the Activity and, and contrary to like, when's the last time you saw a Joe Rocket guy go online and start talking about the kind of the science and the the art of making Joe Rocket jackets? Joe Rockets have guys. That... Well, yeah, exactly my point. <laughs> like, who the hell knows? Yeah, they barely exist. On the other hand, Gazi from T to T's T's ties 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 ties. Twos? I don't know. Twos. We should ask him that first. We're gonna put money on this. Putting money on this. Wars have been started for less. I'm saying T's. I'm going to say twos. There's no way it's twos. What do you mean no way it's twos? It doesn't... Whatever. Let's hear from Gazi and find out. (laughs) Okay, first question. Yes. How the hell do you pronounce that? Yes, money is writing on how you pronounce the name of your... So which one of you guys has been tasered before? Oh, what? So it's Taze. Yeah. Well, that was was neither of the bets. No, no. Give me my money back. (laughs) No. I actually uh, saw in Indianapolis, it was Halloween, and um, there was this girl in a bunny costume, and she was, like, going wild, and the cop actually tasered her right in her ass. (laughs) (laughs) It was horrific. Like, you know, there was, like, a bunny on the floor, like... (laughs) What kind of party were you at, Wow, no kidding. (laughs) So you saw a girl get tasered, and that inspired the name of your company? Not just tasered. He saw a girl in a bunny suit get tasered, and he's like, I need to name a company that. (laughs) That's great. That's exactly how it started. Because Bunny S was already taken as a company name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. It actually means uh, fast uh, in my uh, native language uh, oh. of Urdu, in, spoken in Pakistan. Yeah. So f- fast motorsports. Kind cool. of. Yeah. And the concept originally was that, you know, if you feel safe and secure and comfortable in your gear, then you will you have the tendency to go faster and or at least write your limits. Because if you're not feeling comfortable, then you won't be able to really concentrate on the riding as much. So that actually led to the tagline that we used to have translate to fast, but it was obviously very complicated for North Americans. So Yeah, yeah we're kinda dumb that way. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I got so many emails. What does this mean? Translate kinda, fast, like you know. If I need some crazy language written on my suits, I'll order them from Japan, and I don't know what kind of stuff. So it, it hey, does sound a little hey. like it does sound a little like a Chinese instruction booklet you know, <laughs> translated to English. <laughs> Translate to fast. It was on a fortune cookie. <laughs> it had a word on it or on the back side it said translate too fast instead of like you know a deep meaning so so what I'm getting from Ghazi is that his company promotes irresponsible writing <laughs> in suits or space suits as my, my three year old likes to call them yeah, dis- how is yours coming along uh, it's great I love it I had the Lombard V3 I was so sad when you announced the V4 because I 
it made me feel not cool anymore. Because it's like one more. <laughs> yeah. <it's Right>. like, <laughs> and then and you got the power shell. How did you feel about the power shell then? Did you, did you take a look at that? Uh, I, I, yeah. I'm looking fairly hard at that one to replace my rad-ass Olympia. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's see how many uh, you know uh, people subscribe to your uh, uh, podcast and then we'll see how I multiply that by a discount. <laughs> oh, wow. Discount okay. for there real nerds listeners. That's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by discount, I mean no. <laughs> <laughs> All seven of them will be very excited. <laughs> seven? We went up. Score! <laughs> well, I guess Gazi's listening. Yeah, you know, right. We make seven for yeah, this week. Yeah, now that we got seven. Actually, my wife will also listen to it, so you can make it so, one. See, there you go. His wife, we're set. A couple of the basic things we want to ask you about, Taze, is so, first of all, what, what kind of got you started in making one-piece suits? I mean... One-piece suits are great, and we both wear them and love them, but let's face it, most of the motorcycling market is not rocking the one-piece. Yeah. Okay, so first question is, what are you wearing if you're not wearing a Taze suit? I'm in an Olympia. Okay. Bought it long before there was a Taze. If I'm not wearing my Taze, I'm wearing uh, like a Yoshimura leather jacket and Mm -hmm. uh, Carhartts. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so uh, essentially the background is that I was in the Bay Area uh, in San Jose. I was working for Cisco Systems uh, as an engineer. I was commuting to work. And obviously, as every motorcyclist out there, you know, had a collection of jackets that you never really use, uh, you know, like to go to the store a lot and buy a lot of things. Stack up a lot of gear. Increasingly, I would see that all the stuff uh, was, act- uh, not all, but a high percentage of the gear was made in Pakistan, my home country. Mm. And that was the first thing that, you know, started making me think that, uh, hey, you know, uh, I'm from Pakistan as all this gear is from Pakistan. Uh, the next thing was that when I was commuting, I was looking for a commuting suit and then came across the Aerostitch and found it to be overpriced and then, you know, connected the dots that, hey, let's try to get something uh, similar and uh, a little better because there were some major problems that I had with the implementation of the Aerostitch, especially regarding summer usage. Mm-hmm. I basically quit uh, Cisco and uh, moved to Pakistan for a couple of months to kind of live in the factory and work on a design and do all of that. And the ironic part was just, you know, get to get started in all the business. I was starting a motorcycle business. I had to sell my motorcycles and all that kind of stuff so I could actually have money to start it. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Sell your motorcycle to get money for your motorcycle business. (laughs) We should do that for the podcast. Yeah. You first. (laughs) <laughs> what we'll get like six bucks <laughs> you seen my bikes six bucks more than we have now so actually that brings up an interesting question what, what are you riding these days Gazi I have a 05 R1200 GS very nice thank you it so, needs some work right now it needs new tires really badly what are you wearing are you wearing a, a Lombard are you wearing a PowerShell or are you wearing a Joe Rocket or an Aerostitch or? Yeah, I'm wearing some Revit jackets and you know some Olympia bands uh, what's that the Duke Ruka stuff you know? <laughs> Ruka, Ruka. That's, that's good stuff no these days I, I usually wear the Navigator the two piece Navigator oh okay it's the, it's, the, it's the new suit that we have jacket and pants combination and uh, if I need a one piece I would usually wear a power shell these days. Are you preferring a two-piece over the one-piece? Or, you know, what what do you see? How do you compare those? The, the thing is, I am a little bit of a, an exception. Uh, I mean, I'm just talking about for a personal uh, point of view right now because I have to really split my time among different products because I need to make sure that I'm, you know, putting a lot of mileage on all of them, making sure mm-hmm. I'm testing them in different scenarios. So, I mean, it's not really like I have, I have already picked a favorite and I'm sticking with it. So I have to continuously switch my gear around but uh in terms of one piece versus two piece if i would recommend to someone uh definitely overall versatility of a world fun piece is uh much more my sense was kind of that you you've done the two pieces to kind of answer a request in the market but my sense was that you it felt almost kind of a little grudging when you went into the two-piece market Um, So uh, basically, essentially, I would say that uh, initially we did really try to um, stick to the one piece market in terms of, you know, because it's our niche and it's something that we did a lot. But obviously, there's a lot more demand for any kind of, you know, jacket and pants. I mean, jackets sell a lot more than a one piece would. So Mm -hmm. we did introduce uh, certain jackets and uh, we did uh, well with them, uh, especially at the trade shows. uh, When we used to go to the IMS trade shows, uh, you know, the motorcycle shows. Uh, and we would sell a lot of the leather jackets over there. But uh, 
the textile stuff we never really came out with a like a high-end product on that end so, so in, in the middle we really cut off everything you know we just said hey you know right now we just want to do the one pieces but again because of the demand again we have really gone all out with it instead of coming up with a just a solution to make do to fill in the little gap that we have mm-hmm. in our lineup we really gave it a lot of thought and research and um, a lot of testing because uh, we took a lot of feedback from the previous jackets that we made and came out with this new one and it's really really is really nice you know, speaking about your previous jackets, who do I have to kill to get a Camino 2? I mean, if it's Todd, I'll do it right now. I've, I've got a pen. No, I don't think killing Todd would do me any good. We can talk about that off air. Look, he's already selling me stuff. Look at him go. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> he's going to have orders for, you know, This podcast B3s. has been very expensive for you. Having <laughs> Every bike we get on, I want one. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about this? Mm-hmm. I'm still not really clear at mm-hmm. the V4 versus the PowerShell. It's a totally new suit. It's not been something that we just switched around things left and right. It was totally revamped. And the main difference to start with is the materials. Top of the line stuff everywhere. The armor is imported from Germany. It's Sastec armor. Just to give you some reference points, it's the armor also used by BMW. It's the armor that is used by uh, Revit and their higher end stuff only. So if you pick up a middle, uh, you know, middle of the pack, Revit jacket, it will not have Sastec armor. Another thing uh, is that we include a, a Sastec CE Level 2 back protector. If you, if you buy a Thais product, it's there, but on other jackets, it would be an optional upgrade. Anyway, the shell is entirely made from Cordura. And then you have the ballistics are made from Superfabric, which is a fabric made in the United States. According to various tests by Superfabric, uh, it has proven to be more abrasion resistant than Kevlar and leather. So those are the basic components that make it a lot more protective. And overall, it's a lot more comfortable. The material is a lot more comfortable. Uh, the vents have been improved, uh, especially in the chest and the knees. It's just a lot more uh, comfortable suit. And a lot more protective. There's really no comparison. So with this suit, you're you're kind of stepping up your competition to take on some of the more bigger name manufacturers. Then, in terms of one piece, there there are very few players in the market anyway. With this, uh, with the PowerShell, there is no competition. I mean, you have products that are priced higher than us, definitely. Okay, so you're saying if I'm going to go occupy Wall Street and get in a fight with the police, I should be wearing a PowerShell. You, you could be, and you'd be much safer than other products. I don't Kick. know if you got shot. But. <laughs> oh, come on, Ghazi. I need some ballistic no, protection. No bullet protection. <laughs> it's but armor from Germany. It's probably the closest thing uh, to that because, you see, the superfabric ballistics are actually used by law enforcement agencies to protect against knife cuts and all that stuff. And the Sastec armor, if I remember correctly, is uh, used by bomb squads as like some materials on their boots and all that. So it would be the most hardcore stuff you can get. Occupy Chuck's basement. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> Wasn't that Saturday night? But ah. <laughs> so I uh, so you mentioned some of the products are a little outdated. And something else I noticed, and you'll have to forgive me, Chuck. I'm going to drop into business nerd mode for a little bit here. <laughs> so, stop it. <laughs> anyway, um, something I've noticed is you, you, you've. Uh, I never see a, a Taze ad in a magazine or any of these kind of older media things, but I do notice that you, you seem pretty savvy with using a lot of new media, a lot of viral kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like you're hitting your customer base more effectively that way? You can talk a little bit about that and kind of how you came uh, to that. Your observation is slightly uh, off because... Uh, He's saying you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that you don't own a BMW. That's where it starts. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> Todd, we've identified your problem. This interview is over. (laughs) That problem, you will have a lot of perspective in life. You've made Chuck's night. Thank you. Yeah. You see, Todd, your problem is you're a scumbag. (laughs) The reason I say that is because we do advertise in a few BMW publications. So we did a little bit of that advertising, but mostly you're correct. Uh, It's all been online. And even online, the advertising bit has been very limited. Uh, Very few forums that are active and that allow 
some kind of vendor participation we have you know contributed all we can and uh, basically all that we work off is word of mouth so the most important thing for us is that if you hear about us or if you like something you know go out and tell your friends and spread the word like that because we don't really advertise as such i mean i've been a pretty happy customer as as far as in Lombard, I know Todd's asked me a, a bunch of questions oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, I think I've seen him. The lick problem it once. is you need to make more friends and tell them. You know, you <laughs> that's not helping me. Okay, wait. Nobody likes you, Chuck. <laughs> wait, wait. He called you stupid, and he's calling me a loser. <laughs> I think he must have listened to the show before. <laughs> I'm having second thoughts about my taste purchases. I don't know about these show savvy guests, man. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> Striking the V4 off of my Christmas list. <laughs> yes, because you're getting the PowerShell instead, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at him go. About that. There's no stopping him. Okay, so designing a motorcycle suit. So you've got a bunch of different suits, and there's kind of you, you've got this kind of range of suits. So what, what goes through your head as you're designing a suit? I mean, to take, for instance, the PowerShell. When you yeah. set out to design, okay, I need a new different suit. What, what, what goes through your head as you're figuring it out? Yeah, are, are you the actual designer, or do you have a guy or you and your wife gal, doing it? Uh, my wife is actually the one who uh, helps me with the kind of like the color scheme and the layout todd likes pink pink and white yeah there's an option for that too so she kind of helps me with the layout and you know she has a better understanding of how the pattern should work out and then we work with the our pattern maker so essentially in the production process you know there are different people involved so and one of the main people involved in the production is the pattern maker who Kind of, we give the drawings to, and he lays it out, and we see what is possible and what is not possible. So that's like the limit of our design team. Like we don't have specifically somebody hired who's going to, you know, come up with like a nice industrial design for us. But I mean, to be honest, I, I feel like it actually works pretty well right now. I mean, our suits are pretty decent looking. In all fairness, it's a one-piece suit. There's, <laughs> that's true. You're, you're, you're going to look. Low. You're going to look like a nerd no matter what you do. <laughs> People will come up it and really, beat you. Uh, it really depends a lot on the waistline. If you have a large waistline, a jacket is going to make you look better. But if you're, uh, but my wife actually disagrees with that. She says if you have a larger waistline, the suit looks more slimming than a jacket. Speaking speaking as a man with a waistline to spare, hmm? the one piece suit is also about a thousand times more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, uh, the main advantage of the suit is that it is a lot more comfortable than a you know, traditional jacket and pants, especially if you are like me who likes to take a lot of stops and breaks, you know, Whenever we are traveling, we take a lot of breaks, especially if you're with the wife. You know, we have to stop quite often. And <laughs> I like to take the suit off at the gas station and, you know, walk around. If so, I can make a request, I'd, I'd like a pee zipper in the suit. <laughs> uh, opening up the whole zipper is, is – it gets in my way, man. It's giving people time to run away, Chuck. <laughs> That's a safety feature. I need a way I can just whip it out and go <laughs> on the road. I, I, I want to maximize the economy of, you of my stops. <laughs> You would have to be very... Uh, I mean, actually, I'll skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> the kind of uh, gymnastics you would have to do for that would be weird, you know? I need that. That I need that's, That would be a great yeah, addition to my modern I'll lifestyle. I'll just stick with the giant zipper. <laughs> <laughs> Let everybody run for their lives. Just have like a little, little six-inch-long side zipper just to the side a little bit. Just even offset by an inch or this two. Is, you've been giving this way, way, way too much thought, Chuck. I pee yeah. a lot. <laughs> I'm almost 40. I pee a lot. No, but in Get all used to it. Um, the front main zipper actually works okay. I mean, I don't think there would be a better solution for it. I mean, if there was, we would have experimented with it. Yeah, I mean, I've tried going through that big, the side pocket. That's hard. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is you're laughing like you think Chuck's joking. But if you've known Chuck as long as I have, he might not be. We mean might. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in that suit. This conversation is giving me scary, uh, you know, material for very scary dreams. So... <laughs> That's what we do here on the show. Yeah. I'm like now thinking, what does he do really? How does he twist himself or what does he twist? I mean, what? Yeah, you, you really, you, your, your first mistake was trying to think too hard about it. That way lies madness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, what, okay. What, one thing that's helped, this, this will help your dreams. You know, I lost 50 pounds since I bought the suit. So mm. the suit's a lot looser than it was. Yeah. Right. So it's easier to, to just grab the sides and just. Just give it a good tug. I just love the I love the custom colors of the suit. Yeah, he wants so pink how, and white. Stop the pink ranger. Stop, oh God, I hate you. <laughs> 
So, so do you find that you get a lot of orders for uh, custom colors, or is or is that kind of everybody wants everybody who's a big enough geek, frankly, to wear a one piece suit wants either high vis or something kind of boring. gray, blue. Yeah. Initially, when we had, uh, you know, we are really moving towards more of a made to order kind mm-hmm. of uh, scenario uh, where we don't have a lot of things in stock, and that is one of the reasons is because a lot of people want different colors. So we, uh, we we did carry a lot of highways and light gray. Those are the primary colors that people actually mm-hmm. opt for. But yeah, I mean, because that a lot of people do want, you know, to choose their own colors and all that. So that's why we're moving to a more of a made-to-order kind of scenario. And we will still continue to hopefully keep some uh, regular colors in stock for people who don't really care that much and want something quicker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Initially, with the PowerShell, uh, we kind of tried that choose your own kind of color scheme. There are three different colors on it, and you come up with it. But it was like kind of confusing people a little more. So we have again moved to a more standard color scheme. And if you really want to, you can choose your own color scheme. <laughs> Thank God, I was really worried there for a second. I keep huh. looking at the PowerShell. I'm like, I get tan and dark green and, and hot pink. Stripe and... <laughs> I hate you so much. Yeah. Oh hey, uh, on the on the Lombard B three, mm-hmm. what the hell is that little pocket on the forearm for? I haven't been able to use it for anything. <laughs> the one with the velcro? Yeah, and it's like flat against the arm and. Yeah, it's actually a general purpose pocket just there. You know, if you want to put in like a garage opener or uh, like, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> oh, anything. A garage opener, oh, okay. Yeah. Garage opener. You know, sometimes you have that little uh, radio. Uh, thing that you use to open the gates and uh, okay okay yep okay like a toll pass and those oh kind of things. god how big of a geek will i look like if i'm like sitting there punching on my forearm <laughs> i'm just imagining you walking up to the door at work and being like me with your arm like wow it is a spacesuit yeah. he's got remote it's controls actually uh, a small little pen pocket next to it too you might not have noticed it yeah. okay what's the pocket on the back the big pocket on the back is yeah. basically a kind of uh, built-in backpack for you. Uh, it's very useful if you want to take in, uh, like you know, documents uh, that stores those up very nicely, or if you want to store your liners. Okay. Um, so it works for that. Uh, it works really I, well if you're like commuting to work and you don't want to take some documents that you don't want to get wet. And speaking as an outdoor geek, if you were to uh, make it possible to run a hydration hose from there over your shoulder easily that would be a pretty sweet yeah feature. i've tried to stuff a camel back into it a mm-hmm. few times and it's been off it's been awkward just not quite the right size and right. shape yeah that's why i end up wearing it like uh, yeah like i do mm-hmm. we uh, initially did have a built-in pocket so you had that big pocket you have right now right yep and on top of that pocket there was another smaller pocket that was meant for the hydration pack and then you had a little um tabs on the shoulder and all that to keep your hose down and next to you so we actually kind of designed the whole thing to you know work really well with uh, you could just put the bladder inside that little pocket but we got a lot of uh, negative feedback for that because you know we have people like hey we have a bigger uh, uh, hydration pack or we have a really small hydration pack and it's like you know moving oh, around right yeah what size do you do i guess it'd be not really kind of worth your market to come out with your own pack to go in there mm. yeah yeah that's just uh, a lot more hassle uh plus everybody already owns a hydration pack i mean most of the people yeah excellent point you know the, the suit does really well when you lie it on a hot exhaust <laughs> is that so <laughs> remember you've asked me before about that patch of uh, monkey tape on the back ankle of my suit <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> gotcha <laughs> It handles about it okay. The, uh, about the ankle straps? No, no. I, I, I think. Let me, I'm not let, even... me, let me shorten this whole conversation. Chuck is a giant idiot. <laughs> that Chuck explains can't, a lot. Chuck oh, can't I have nice things. So much. <laughs> oh, oh, sad but true. <laughs> so the uh, the PowerShell is the new cool thing to try out with the the biggest yeah. and the best stuff. Uh, any other cool stuff on the horizon you want to uh, plug? Yeah, is there a V5 coming? Uh, not now, uh, right now, because the V4 is really an extremely mature product. In terms of future products, I'd love to hear what you guys think, too, about uh, experimenting with Kevlar-based fabrics, uh, similar to stuff that you might have seen from Motorport. They are big on Kevlar. If people are interested in those fabrics or, you know, Kevlar mesh, things like that, what do you guys think? Mesh? I, I, I have my, my, of the two suits I have, the mesh and the solid suit, the mesh suit gets worn a lot more. And some of that's because I'm in Utah and it's hot as crap. I, I think you did this with the V4, the PowerShell, but the, the, the vents, the, the fold-back vents, mm-hmm. 
Um, I like that idea. I like the idea of even more vents. I like, I like lots of vents. <laughs> He's a ventilating kind of guy. Gets the chuck smell out. Let me bring up a topic that's sort of been a hot button issue for, I think, for you as, as long as I've seen you interacting with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, waterproofing. Mm-hmm. That, that comes up a lot in the threads I see you uh, participate in. And you even went so far as to write a blog post about addressing the whole subject. What's kind of the, the genesis of that? Do you get a lot of people are just like, you know, I want that ideal suit that's completely waterproof yet cool in hot weather. And, you know, why, why isn't the lumbar doing that for me? Yeah, that's essentially the, uh, the the thing that everybody wants and nobody wants to spend money uh, as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we need it for for cheap. Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, like I hit my Lombard with some basic waterproofing spray and stuff, and it's it's passable for the short mm-hmm. kind of rains and stuff. Right. Somebody, I could see you know somebody coming and saying you know I'm spending money on a suit. It's a few hundred dollars. I read your article, Gazi, and I was totally behind it because I've got this Olympia that I've had forever, and it's just just it's gnar. No one ever should get close to this suit except for me. The DWR is broken down on the outside, and it's got the membrane on the inside. But the trouble with the membrane is, is that the outer suit now soaks, and so I'm wearing a clammy, nasty kind of garbage bag, which is cold and Essentially. feels icky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I I think I'm. I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one. I'm not. I'm not convinced of the suit that's waterproof. In my in my in my post, I also did mention as a kind of like a disclaimer or again like a PS note that you know there are uh, some products that are coming out right now that are really expensive. Um, like we're talking about around nine hundred plus for just a jacket that may achieve a good amount of waterproofing with uh, some you know limited. Uh, ventilation as well. I mean, obviously, still may not be an ideal solution. So the problem that people don't understand is that you definitely uh, something around three hundred dollar, four hundred dollars sounds like a good amount of money. But uh, unlike regular clothing uh, that you, you know you buy from the store, I mean, this is very expensive to make as well. And just because somebody is saying, hey, this is, you know, somewhat of a breathable membrane in that suit or that jacket that you buy, it's it's not really breathable. It's a I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. Olympia lies. See, I'll say that about the, the Lombard B3. I seem to be able to stand it more than you can mm-hmm. stand your Olympia oh, when it sure. gets warm. Oh, yeah. I mean, my thing is, as long as the bike's moving, I don't really feel all that hot, even when we were going through Moab. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you have to understand, like, I have a very different kind of like, you know, business perspective on things, which may not actually be an ideal business kind of you know thing to do because my wife thinks that, you know, why are you being so honest? Why are you doing everybody's doing this? Uh, but I, I kind of like to, you know, try to just say it. Hey, if it is something, it is not. So because, for example, the same material is labeled in like 10 different ways by every company like mm-hmm. pretending as if they came up with this new fabric you know wait wait are- Ghazi, you you didn't you didn't invent a, a nylon weave with a, a polyurethane back membrane i, I did. did i call it chucklar I, I actually did and i call it t-tex <laughs> 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 and i also invented this really miraculous uh, breathable waterproof membrane that i call drench quench <laughs> <laughs> So Wait, there you have it. Sign me up now. <laughs> I have licensed the technology to basically every single motorcycle company out there. So, <laughs> and you have a giant pickup truck for it. Yes, <laughs> we drive around delivering it. You know, but I find that a, a lot of times it is the more mature riders, in terms of people who have experience and who have actually traveled and been through different, uh, you know, riding scenarios, who have the more practical requirements. For example, that they, they know that, hey, you know, rain can hit any time and it can go on for eight hours and they've actually been through it and, you know, seen how different gear reacts and, you know, how it will get warm and cold and how it will get heavy and drenched. You know, the outer layer will get... So those are the people who have, you know, who I always feel like, you know, the more experienced the rider, they always come and say, hey, you know what, I know that this there's no such thing as 100% and, you know, this is kind of what I want. And whereas it's the more inexperienced or kind of like more, I don't know to use the word immature, but... <laughs> Starbucks. Poser. Yeah. Which we're like, you know, I want, you know, 100% of this and if I'm spending, you know, this much money, I want all of this. And I feel like, I mean, in my personal experience, you know, it never re- really is like that in, in, you know, kind of situation that you want that it'll be raining and then suddenly the sun will come out and I'll have, you know, no, you know, no problems, you know, breathing uh, through it. So 
that's kind of like what I wanted to say that as, as you get, gain more experience your your requirements become a little more realistic about this stuff that how it'll actually function in the real world and you know you start looking for the more important things you mean I won't be like the guy on the cover of the catalog being chased by an elephant <laughs> speaking speak, speaking as someone who's riding in the winter really all I want is just to not be so damn cold <laughs> Everything else is negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys going to be at IMS this year? You know, actually, we kind of backed out of IMS. First, um, I mean, foremost issue is that actually going around the country and carrying a lot of you know stuff is that just ends up being very very expensive. Sure, go so, figure. And and we don't do the whole tour. We only do some of the larger shows uh, like New York, Chicago, LA, San Jose. It, it just becomes very hectic and taking stuff from one city to another city and you know staying in and the other thing is that whatever we do is not a like a spontaneous thing for people to buy they really need to go back to ADV ride and research it for a few months and then come back so so unless you know there was a Camino too on the hangar the- <laughs> yeah <laughs> or they just saw Chuck's blue suit and they're like I must have it <laughs> it's blue <laughs> <laughs> Well done, sir. My night is made. <laughs> All right. Well, it was really cool talking to you, Ghazi. I've learned more about One Piece suits and the making thereof than I ever thought possible. Yeah. Yeah. No Thanks for coming on the show and talking to us. It's uh, been great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So check out Ghazi's stuff over at TazeMS.com. Come what? up with your perfect color for suit. I've got about three different ideas I'm toying pink, with in my head. So. Pink, hot pink, hello kitty pink. He needs bunny ears on the suit. Can you do that? I'm afraid I'll get tased in the ass. <laughs> You know what I want to do? And this is uh, actually in seriousness. I want to print out a stencil of our logo and just do white spray paint on the back of my suit. That would be cool. That would be cool, right? <laughs> or you can order suits for your whole team and I'll do it for you. Well, there's only Embroidered two of us. logos. <laughs> there, there's only two of us. We're, we're, there's two of you, but four seasons. So, no. <laughs> okay, we better get this over before Kazi runs both of our bank accounts all the way down. Uh, explain the part to me again about how you're not a hard seller. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, well, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> we gotta go. My wife is outside. She can hear this. <laughs> all right, thanks a lot, Gazi. This was a lot of fun, man. Uh, yep. right, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, and I look forward to hearing from you again sometime. All right, I win. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Liar. <laughs> Chuck right. always wins. Oh, I can get my custom suit in all the colors. Not pink, but I like. <laughs> totally pink. Uh, I, I think he sold me, what, three suits there? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, apparently if you talk to Ghazi for too long, it will be very expensive. So two of us, a suit for each season, that's eight, wow. <laughs> yep, yep. I was thinking I'd do like the, the one on the on the arm, you know, like a patch. On the arm, you mean like right here? Like on the shoulder, shoulder. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. wheel nerds patch on the shoulder, yeah. and yeah, that'd be sweet. And then have like my name across the front and stuff, you know, like I'm misspelt, Tood. misspelt, Tood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be perfect. Why am I picturing the Ghostbuster outfit? It's totally the Ghostbuster outfit because it is the Ghostbuster outfit. Oh man, we gotta get the suit in Ghostbuster colors. <laughs> we need like this weird kind of khaki brown, Gazi, if you're listening. <laughs> you know, he's sitting there going, "Yeah, I'd, I'd do that." You know, how many yeah. how many suits should I sign how many, you up? How many? <laughs> how much are you willing to pay? <laughs> Money can do many things. Gazi is a mercenary. <laughs> well, good for him. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I like his suits; they're nice. Yeah, he's a mercenary. You're a pimp, and I'm a whore. Okay, listener mail. Listener mail. I'll read this one. Mike writes, hey guys, I'm new to Wheel Nerds Podcast and I love it. You guys are like Bob and Doug McKenzie on acid-laced adventure dog biscuits while rambling mostly about bikes. It's fantastic. Who would have thought this much funny could come out of Utah? Thanks again, Mike. You know, I know the the Bob and Doug McKenzie theme song. What are you talking about? Does that make us bad people? Probably. Take off, eh? <laughs> I grew up listening to those guys. So it was awesome. I just, I've seen Strange Brew a lot. A lot. <laughs> Quite a lot. <laughs> All right. Let me get a letter from Morgan. So Morgan writes, hey, Tad and Chuck, I listened to your blurb on ADV Rider with the interview with Claude Stanley, and I really got a kick out of your interest in the Rocket 3 sidecar bit. As being the owner of such a rig, bastard. <laughs> I thought I would drop you a note and a few pics, bastard, and see what you think. Although mine is non turbo 
I can attest that this bike has more than enough power and torque to go down the road at whatever speed you desire. Bastard. <laughs> the wife and I and the dog have ridden across the U.S. and back, pulling our camper with the rocket and have no trouble passing on any mountain grade or passing big rigs at will without downshifting. Bastard. <laughs> After 270,000 miles and five sidecar rigs, i got to say, this beast ranks up there with the best ever. I loved your commentary with Claude on sidecars. Claude and Dave may be the best riggers out there. Looking forward to more of your programs in the near future, and I hope you enjoy the photos. Oh, my God, what? I think people just enjoy torturing you. I'm not even convinced this is an actual person in a motorcycle rig. I think this is just Photoshop. I do. <laughs> you, got, you should have seen Todd when he saw these pictures, folks. He, he like... Fell down Complete on the ground brain lock. and started like pedaling around in a circle, making yuck yuck <laughs> noises. <laughs> oh man! He that locked is... himself in the closet here and wouldn't open the door for a good ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome! I can't tell what the sidecar is. It's either like a Squire or a Texas sidecar. I love but the, that picture of him, of the dog and the wife. Yeah, in the not, sidecar. I'm not sure I could get my wife convinced. Hey, honey, you want to get in the sidecar? Yeah. How about with a dog? <laughs> At, at the same time? <laughs> 270,000 miles. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure the dog will never be wet. <laughs> sure the dog will be. Imagine if it was Fargo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'd strap him to the rack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, so in, fairness, in fairness, he, do, he does point out that he, he can't figure out how his wife puts up with it. <laughs> She must really love that dog. Yeah. Well, thank, thanks for the pictures. Bastard. <laughs> that, many, is a, that is an awesome rig. How many I, miles I did you one. last on the Euro before you were ready to throw in the towel? Uh, let's see. It would have been 450-ish. <laughs> 270,000. But yes, now I now more than ever. I showed this I showed it to my wife and she goes, ooh, that is cool. Mm-mm. I was like, yes. Then she said, first you need a house. Next email. <laughs> you didn't see this one, did you? <laughs> Greetings, wheel nerds. Well, let me start with the bottom one. P.S. Sorry, Todd. I'm Team Chuck. So even though Chuck has somewhat satisfied his desire for something faux vintage with the Thruxton, I feel he's still harboring a crush for the Ural ST because he mentioned liking the ease of maintenance on the Ural. Mm-hmm. My question to you, Chuck, and prospective Ural ST buyers in general, is this. Instead of buying a Russian copy of a vintage BMW, why not just get an actual vintage BMW? Seems to me the maintenance would be about the same, the quality would probably be better, and I don't doubt the parts would actually be easier to get. Ooh, ooh, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Tell us about all the excitement and fun you have getting parts for a no longer production bike. Ready, set, go. Shut up. (laughs) Come on. Nobody likes you. It's awesome. It's easy. The guy says it's easy. Shut up. But it is. Shut up. I mean, Uh, listeners say Shut up. Must shutting be utting true. Shut. <laughs> uh, in fairness, BMW is probably not like, you know, Harley in that regard. I, for one, have long noted that 50-year-old bikes are really easy to get parts for. Whereas the, you know, say things that are currently in production are real hard. Just saying. So answering that, I will say that birds of a feather flock together. And if you haven't noticed, I'm flocking with some goober that likes black Russians. <laughs> Speaking of which, I should give a report on winter riding. Okay, yeah. I have about some that. reports on a few things. First of all, Chuck's trick of biting your neck gaiter in your mouth as you put your helmet on is absolutely like that's worth the cost of entrance to listening to Wheel Nerds. Like, <laughs> that works awesome. <laughs> that is, I've started doing that. I'm like, wow, how did I not do this before? This is fantastic. Because then it's still covering your chin a little bit. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Second thing I did, I got the fairing for the Ural, which is ungodly expensive and comes in the biggest box you've ever seen and is probably the biggest thing you've ever seen because it's just a giant hunk of steel and plexiglass. We should throw a picture of this on the, on the post for the, the show. Yeah, totally. I'll have to get a picture of it. But it is awesome. It's humongous. It's amazing what a little what a difference it makes getting the wind off of it. Does you. it have lowers too? Uh, I'm waiting for the lowers still. I mean, it goes down a fair bit under the headlight. It's, mm-hmm. It goes around and down below the headlight. There is one little problem with it. I'm going to have to modify it. I'm going to make a little notch for the U.S. turn signal because it's, you know, they make one fairing for the whole world. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Yeah. So the U.S. turn <laughs> signal gets in the way. The rest of the world doesn't signal? No. Okay. <laughs> no. 
What else? Uh, the heated gear, of course, is just absolutely winners. Um, the mitts. I got the finally got the uh, the mitts onto it, and that made a giant difference. Just mm-hmm. in general, like liking life. Like I have the uh, the liners, and I put those inside my helds, and I didn't like how thick and kind of chunky it was. Mm-hmm. But with the mitts on, and I'm going to put in some heated grips. I think with mm-hmm. the mitts just over the ends of the bars, it's I can use my regular gloves and just rock those. Cool. Those are amazing, and f- you know, like 15 bucks at the freaking ATV shop. Mm-hmm. You cut a few holes and you know swear a little bit getting them on, and there you go. You're mm-hmm. golden. I saw a guy with uh, those on uh, Ulysses at the Buell Rally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, oh, yeah. He's he had the, the Mondo windshield from hell and giant mm-hmm. lowers and everything. Yeah. He rides uh, winter riding in Arkansas. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely I'm, – I'm noticing and I think I'm coming to the conclusion that I'm, I don't like wind on me that much after all. <laughs> At least not during winter. Well, certainly not during winter and frankly even during the summer I'm thinking when we came cruising up back and we had our windshields up in the barn door like you mm. know, gold wing configuration and both of us were like, oh, this is pleasant. So I'm, I'm thinking my next bike may have some more fairing. Uh, the caveat there would be um, I wouldn't want the lowers on. At least mm. on the Buell, yeah, because that's it's channeling air right into right into where the vents are on on my suit. Ah, okay. And, and I, you know, I would want some air hitting me. Any any vent right now is death, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, yeah. The smallest air, like the actually the other thing that I uh, ordered is a pinlock visor. So you gave me that great anti fog stuff, right? Last week, and uh, man, going home with that was great because I was like, oh, I can finally see and like that level. Like you don't realize how much it stresses you out not being able to see very well, but it really does. Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> That's why I so, bought that stuff. Yeah. So it was but. great going home, and then I went to work the next morning in 26 degree weather. So the water just beads up on the inside and it doesn't get the fog thing. Here's the problem in 26 degree weather. After a certain point, the whole visor just goes and turns into a sheet of ice on the inside. (laughs) So I I think it's safe to say that anti-fog sprays and treatments may be uh, helpful in non-winter months. As soon as it's below freezing, they're uh, they're not Uh so good. Wow. So lesson learned. (laughs) So that's the winter riding report. I have to say, in general, with the fairing on now and with the hand things on, like just getting out of that freaking wind a little bit, I'm feeling a lot better overall about the whole thing. So you're going to be able to make it through the winter? I, I th- I'm starting to feel like it might be possible. It doesn't mean I necessarily will. I mean, I haven't hit the real shit yet. It hasn't been below 20 degrees and sideways blowing snow yet. Do you do uh, heated pants? I don't. I've been trying to figure out a way to do heated pants that will work for work. Because right now, even with a heated jacket, I unzip the suit, I unzip the liner of the suit, and I unzip the heated jacket. I just pull that off and I have my work clothes underneath it. Sure. The heated pants are a problem because you can't just, like, pull those off with a suit very easily. Right. You know? Yeah. So I. And well, you could, but there would there well, be a commotion. Yes. <laughs> People would notice. <laughs> so, I don't know. I haven't found a good heated thing I like. Um, I'm going to kind of see how it goes when I get the lowers. Uh, and if I really need it, I'm looking at actually like a, a lap apron, kind of like you'd see on a scooter. Hmm. You know what you need? What's that? You need to stuff a dead beaver down the front. <laughs> <laughs> haven't needed that since I got the one piece. Dead beaver, folks. Right down the front of your crotch. I almost killed Chuck. You'll love it. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be your friend forever. You'll give it a name. You'll sleep with it at night. If you're a new listener or uh, don't remember, one cold, Cold. wintry day of writing, Todd was desperate for some crotch protection. So I had an extra net gator handy. It was a dead beaver. So the only logical thing to do is stuff that down my pants a little bit. Stuff, 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 (laughs) stuff, stuff. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Oh. (laughs) Chuck Chuck nearly damaged his bike watching me do this. Yeah, I was on the Ninja 250, I think. Yeah, I think I just pitched over. (laughs) (laughs) All he needed was like a stuffed stick. It was not long after that I bought the Olympia, and I have not looked back from the One Piece world since, I have to say. Oh, that poor beaver. <laughs> it's lonely now. It was like a two men stuffing a cannon. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait, didn't I loan you one of my net gators once when we were out on a cold day? Was it the green one? I don't remember. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I'm just saying there's a better than even chance the one you borrowed was a Oh <laughs> no. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, yeah. God. Oh, I love it. Oh. <laughs> oh. So what have you learned this week, Chuck? I learned I need to burn a few layers of skin off my neck. <laughs> what have you learned? I've learned that apparently my life is deficient for not having a BMW. Well, that's all we got time for this week. Till next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.